personal opinion. If one gives answer before hearing, it is folly and shame. And from the Gospel of Mark, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. May God continue to bless our understanding of these sacred texts. Will you pray with me? O gracious and loving God, bless all our understandings and meditations of your scripture and your word this day. Amen. Well, Rich offered a profound and prophetic sermon last week as he reflected on Jesus' great commandment to love God and to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. If you missed it, I highly recommend you listen on our YouTube or podcast channel. But as I reflected on what it truly means to love ourselves and our neighbors, the word listen kept coming to mind. Well, I have a great therapist who has taught me to really listen to my own thoughts and even my body, which has helped me love myself a bit more. And if you're curious about that, give me a call. But loving our neighbors really begins by offering the gift of listening to them. It is through our attentive presence and listening ear that we truly get to know, one, know, one, know someone and have the opportunity to love them which for some reason made me think about the times that I've really felt listened to, and for some reason I thought about first dates. You know, when you're young, or maybe not so young, and you feel the giddiness of sitting down over a cup of coffee or dinner and really listening to someone, and hopefully really being listened to, if for no other reason to decide if you want a second date. And so in that spirit, I thought it might be fun to do a little speed dating this morning, maybe to learn something new about someone around you and hopefully prompt you to even do some speed dating with people you already know and love but want to listen more. So I have a list of 250 questions, which you can find on the internet if you want to try this at home. The youth group does this to get to know one another. So I want someone to call out a number between 1 and 250, and we're going to find out something new about you today. All right, who's game? 137. All right, you are a brave soul. Let's see. 137. Oh, which was the worst gift you ever received? He likes gifts. There you go. We learned something. Very good. All right. Who else? What number? 15. All right. Let's see. 15. Oh, here's a good one. Do you cook? Yes. All right. Very good. We have a young culinary person in, in our midst. Who else? Yes. Lois. Number seven. <laughs> Whiskey or beer? Beer. All right. Good to know. Good to know. How about over here? Anybody else? 157. Lauren, let's find out about Lauren. 157. 
157. Do you have any quirks? Okay. Regular, no regular sheets for Lauren, only soft, quiet cotton sheets. All right, all right, good to know. All right, how about one more? Oh, hang on, we'll get to him. Yes, sir. Oh, of course, 250. Oh, what is a current trend that you are following? You don't follow any trends. You know what? That's okay. You're an independent man, independent thinker. Love that. Love that. All right, Rich. You got a number? 13. Lucky 13. Oh, are you a possessive person? He says no. Claire? Oh, she agrees. Oh, marital bliss. There you go. The newlywed game, exactly. You can say what? Oh, she was never able to get him jealous. Oh, he says it's not true. I'm just going to stop right now. Do you two want to come up and... Well, you all are good sports, and it's super fun to do this with your friends and family, and they're on the internet if you would like to find those 250 questions. So while I think it's really important, of course, to listen to people by asking them these fun questions, it's also important, of course, to listen to one another's more vulnerable stories. A modern-day prophet wrote, Jesus exposed and vulnerable on the cross incites us to share our inner life and struggles. Telling our stories can be painful, like touching wounds. Good listeners help by attending to our stories with their surprise, seeing contradictions and scattered pieces. Listeners help us hear how these pieces together form us. Being listened to literally helps our bodies heal. Love listens. One of our members, Diana Coberly, was vulnerable enough and kind enough to share with me some of her story and what her experience is like being a person with a disability. And she gently pointed out, you see, first, I am a person. The disability is a far second. It is not her disability or her wheelchair that defines who she is. And yet, too often, it seems, her disability is seen first and not her personhood. She's noticed that people often even avert their eyes when they see her coming. She understands that they may not know what to say, so in their discomfort, they say nothing. But just because she understands that doesn't mean it's not hurtful when it happens. Or even worse, when Diana is accompanied by an abled-bodied person, someone new may speak to that person as if Diana isn't even there even asking the able-bodied person something about Diana, even though she's right there, completely able to answer for herself. She also senses that she is viewed and judged as flawed. When she said that, it broke my heart. Goodness, we are all imperfect, and so why would we be so quick to judge? Well, Diana is a UCC pastor and has dedicated much of her vocation to educating congregations on what 
that truly means to be welcoming to people with disabilities. She has generously shared many of her insights with us since joining two, two years ago like what it means to come to worship in a wheel wheelchair and not find a parking space wide enough for her van, or what it's like to enter this sanctuary and only find the space that will accommodate her wheelchair in the very back or in the transepts, oftentimes where no one else sits. Until she shared this story, it had never dawned on me how isolating that must feel, especially in a place where we pride ourselves on being welcoming. Well, fortunately, Diana has also been willing to share her story with our properties committee, and they are faithfully listening and planning for ways that our space can be truly inclusive. Love listens. Well, many of you are aware of Oskar Schindler, the German businessman living during the Nazi regime. The movie Schindler's List portrays Schindler saving Jews despite the considerable risks and costs. When asked why he, a German, would care for the Jews, he replied, I knew those people. I knew those people who worked for me. When you know people, you have to behave toward them like they're human beings. Well, empathy for Schindler stemmed from knowing them, knowing people intimately enough for the cultivation of empathy requires being present and attentive to people. Empathy requires listening and loving our neighbor means going out of our way to listen to people that we might otherwise might not otherwise be in contact with or whose stories and life experiences are quite different than our own. Well, some of you may have heard about the human library that was developed in Denmark and it's expanding around the globe and digitally. The human library is in the true sense of the word, a library of people. They host events where readers can borrow human beings, serving as open books and have conversations they would not normally have access to. Every human book from their bookshelf represents a group in our society that is often subjected to prejudice, stigmatization, or discrimination because of their lifestyle, diagnosis, belief, disability, social status, or ethnic origin. You may want to explore the human library more and see what books you may wish to check out. Well, we also have opportunities here to listen to one another's stories. If you missed our 1012 presentation last week, I encourage you to ask Pastor Catherine for the link to hear our member Heidi Bonjean share her powerful testimony about parenting a transgender child. Last year, we invited Jeremiah Harris, who grew up in LaGrange to share his experience of growing up black in this community and his current experience living in Minnesota just steps from where George Floyd was murdered. Jeremiah is a family friend of ours and I thought I knew his story. But as I listened, I was embarrassed and humbled by how much I didn't understand about the pain inflicted upon Jeremiah simply because of the color of his skin. Many of you have also joined us for the Zoom conversations with Pastor Phil Jackson, who shared his insight of what it's like for the youth in North Lawndale. He'll be preaching here on October 17th. I hope you'll be here too. As Margaret Wheatley wrote in her book, Turning to One Another, Conversations to Restore Hope to the Future, 
She writes, I want to sit down with you and talk about all the frightening and hopeful things I observe and also listen to what frightens you and gives you hope. Listening isn't always easy, but love listens. We heard Jesus' words in the Gospel of Mark. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use it, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added. Well, I thought that anyone who knew me would know that I had ears to hear, and I thought I was a good listener, and that my dear friend would be comfortable telling me anything. But one of my best childhood friends wasn't sure I had ears to hear. Greg and I met when we were six years old. When I moved to a new school halfway through first grade, it was Greg who befriended me and helped my shy little self feel included in a group of kids who had already bonded and were friends. Greg and I ended up going all through grade school, junior high, high school, and college together. And as adults, we lived in different cities and our lives took different paths, but we still counted one another as dear friends. And so I was deeply saddened when his letter arrived to tell me that he had realized several years earlier that he was gay. But he had been afraid to tell me for fear of my not being able to accept him for who he truly is. I wasn't sad or frankly even surprised that he was gay. I was sad that he was afraid to tell me. I called him immediately to tell him how much I loved him and how much I was so grateful that he finally told me but how terribly sad I was that he had to fear that even his closest friends might judge him for being gay. And tragically, some of our mutual friends did judge him. Well, knowing Greg and listening to his story has deepened my understanding about how cruel we can be to one another, how quickly we are to judge one another, whose lived experience is just different than ours, and yet is every bit as loved by God as we are. But I had to have the chance to listen to Greg's story, to learn and to deeply understand. And it has motivated me to seek out others whose stories I may not know, but who I need to learn from. As Henry Nouwen wrote, listening is much more than allowing another to talk while waiting for a chance to respond. Listening is paying full attention to others and welcoming them into our very beings. The beauty of listening is that those who are listened to start feeling accepted. Listening is a form of spiritual hospitality by which you invite strangers to become friends. May we have ears to hear. May we not be the fool who has no desire to understand, but is only interested in expressing our own personal story. For love, with a capital L, listens. Amen.